I think that so many people, myself included, I was definitely guilty of overthinking, overanalyzing and stressing about names and, and branding and and themes in the business and not just jumping in and embracing it. And I, I just think that whether your business is in your mind a success or a failure and I'm, I'm using sort of air quotes here because there is no such thing in entrepreneurship as as failing and I think that's what holds so many people back from taking the jump and just trying it. That was Lauren Ashcroft founder of the Ultimate You Planner and this is the Travelling Optimist podcast with Steve Odie. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Travelling Optimist podcast. How's everything going? Uh, it's been a bit mad at Casa Travelling Optimist, but I realise that we're seven months into the pandemic and for some of my listeners, things haven't really changed for the better. I hope they do soon. And with that, I really hope that the little injection of positivity and optimism from the podcast helps you with your day. Now, don't forget to subscribe, review and share the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon and Google. And thank you everyone for listening. Um, our guest today is Lauren Ashcroft, a young entrepreneur who's fulfilling her dream of starting her own business. Lauren has a background in the coaching industry and has spent a lot of time working with entrepreneurs around the world. Lauren was made redundant from a leading German tech startup in the beginning of the pandemic. Now, as one door closed, another door opened, and Lauren saw this as an opportunity to make some significant changes in her life and finally take the leap of faith to start her own business. She successfully run a Kickstarter campaign to launch her first product, which is called the Ultimate You Planner, and draws on her passion for goal setting. It's a planner that's designed to empower anyone to create their best future. And details of how you can get hold of one of those planners will be on the show notes. And, uh, and so just click on the link when you're ready to do so. So welcome to the Travelling Optimist podcast, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on, Steve. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh. Thank you for that glowing introduction. <laughs> I know. I do like to pick everybody up, but not that um, that, that is very difficult <laughs> for you because actually what I loved about your bio that you sent over to me was that you'd done a, it's almost like you'd done a little bit of uh, a bit of an apprenticeship when you were, you know, working with all those entrepreneurs and you could, you could glean all of the insight and, uh, and benefit of their experience whilst you were doing that. That's absolutely right. And um, I learned so much from them, but also just picked up on this wonderful energy that so many entrepreneurs have. And mm. that's really been the inspiration behind a lot of my business. You know, I I started in that role fresh out of law school on this career trajectory of becoming a lawyer. And then I just got entered into this slightly mad world, if I may say, because it is slightly <laughs> mad seeing what some people are creating um, within the strategic coach community. And that just really sparked so much passion um, and such interest for myself about starting my own business. And that's, yeah. that's really where my story begins. So what was the motivation? Have you always wanted to have your own business? Yes, I have always wanted to have my own business. That's actually a really interesting question. My my dad is a business owner. I always look to the the flexibility that he had really running his own business. Mm. And initially, I thought that that freedom would come for me in the form of having a law firm. Mm. So I knew this would be years and years down the line, but I always had that entrepreneurial drive. Um, but for whatever reason, since a very young age, I was very fixated on a legal career. 
And then um, I think I was 22, 23, I just completed my legal practitioner course, a very expensive course and very expensive way to realize you don't want to go down a particular career path. And um, left that feeling like not so in love with law anymore, feeling like it wasn't going to offer the excitement and flexibility that I actually wanted. Mm. And I got approached by a strategic coach. And um, I was actually in a, a, a training session with Dan Sullivan. And he talked about this, this difference coming from professions like taking off a straitjacket and feeling free in this entrepreneurial world. And that's exactly what it felt like at that moment, you know, moving away from a career in law and realizing there were all these other possibilities of all these other different entrepreneurial avenues that they could take. Had going into law then, was that something that you had taken as your route to your future from when you were doing sort of GCSEs and A-levels and things? Yes, absolutely. I I can even remember back before then, um, even as young as in primary school, having this ambition of being a lawyer. And it's actually one thing I feel really passionate about now, because I think so many children going through the educational uh, process are told there are these limited options. You can be a, a doctor or a teacher or a lawyer. And we don't expose children to all these amazing possibilities that there are in the entrepreneurial world. Mm. And so that was for me, I was always very academic. I thought law seemed like a great profession. It seemed like I'd make a lot of money. That was always in some way important to me. And and yeah, it was really just in my early 20s that that then changed. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's great. Actually, and it's a really good point, actually. Because, I mean, I've got a, a daughter who's 20 and who's at university and I've got a daughter who's 16. She's currently doing her, her A-levels. And there's a massive pressure on, on the kids to kind of decide what they want to do and, um, you know, what they're how are they going to be progressing into their future? Uh, you know, what what university courses are they going to be looking to do? And I, I feel really sorry for them. I really do, because actually it's a massive decision to make. And actually in the end, um, Sophia, my, my eldest, um, she went to uni to do a law degree. But she mm. turned around and said after the first year, Dad, I don't really want to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you know, blame her. <laughs> I don't really want to be a lawyer. I really, you know, I really want to do business. I really want to get in and have my own business and stuff. So your planner and and, and your story really kind of inspired me to mention this to her. And she's very keen to listen to this podcast when I, when I get it produced and everything. So, um, and also I think actually that those, you know, teenagers and people in their early twenties, a planner like what you've got. And I, I've had a, a sneaky look at your, you know, your website and stuff already. And I know a little bit about it. I think that would be an amazing thing to, for, for parents to give their children almost, you know, uh, so that they can start off on the right foot. Would you say that's a good plan? Absolutely. And um, it's interesting that you mentioned this because we really saw that we had three major target groups with this planner. Um, So entrepreneurs and high achieving professionals being two of them. And the third one that I'm actually probably most passionate about is the students. Mm. And I think that 
it, like you say, it's such a complicated time. It's such a big decision mm -hmm. that we ask children and young adults to make about their whole future and not always with enough information to really know and understand what they want to do. So one of the plans that I have for the planner is to actually start rolling them out in universities, give universities the option to put their own branding on the planner and actually let the younger generation have access to this sort of material. Um, I don't know about you, Steve, but I, I mean, at this at that age of you know, 16 to 20, I wasn't thinking about things like that. I wasn't thinking about the big picture of my life. And I certainly wasn't accessing um, self-development tools or coaching tools and resources, which would enable me to make better decisions. No. Um, so that's really something that I want to focus on now with Ultimate You. Well, I think that's an amazing thing to do, actually. Um, and I know if there's anything that I can do to help you with that, then, you know, just let me know. And I know also our friend Doug, uh, who we both mm. uh, we both know through, I'm working with at the moment, and you know through Strat Coach. Um, I know that he'd be very yeah. keen to, to, to help too. Um, so let's just Thank skip you. back a bit because um, I, I, as usual, I've jumped the gun a little bit in terms of the story. Um, so <laughs> to put a little bit of context into what we're talking about there, it, your planner, I have to say, I, for the last couple of years, I have used a planner, but I have to say, I, you know, I've also signed up for yours as well. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be moving over to the Ultimate You Planner when it gets uh, printed. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but I, I think really all I'm trying to say is I'm a real advocate of planning your weeks and your months and, and, and days and things. So talk to me a little bit about what the planner, what the ultimate you planner is. So the Ultimate You Planner is essentially a complete six-month tool for students, entrepreneurs and professionals, as I already mentioned, who have big goals. And it works through a very simple three-stage process to enable people to really identify and reach their biggest goals. So we start with a thinking section, which is really those great big coaching um, questions that a lot of people be familiar with if they've worked with a, a business or life coach before. Um, and then moving into the second um, part of the planner, which is all about planning. So it's really making detailed plans, laying out goals, putting very concrete steps in place in order to move your life, your business, your goals in that direction that you want them to go in. And then finally is the really the heart of the planner, the doing section. And this is a daily planner, which has room every morning for you to sit down, write down your gratitude list, write down your key to do items each morning, has place to write your schedule to set aside time for your own self, your, your happiness, your, your mental health. So I see it as really a complete tool that gives you everything that you need in order to improve productivity, set better goals, and all those good things to move your life in the direction that you want it to go in. Absolutely. Oh, no, that's amazing. So the thinking part, I mm. think, is that I love, I love that bit. But what, so what, is your, what are your recommendations for, we're all, we're all really busy, you know, so, you know, have I got time to start thinking about how I'm going to plan the next week and, and month and the next six months? So what are your, what are your, what are your tips yeah. on helping people to, well, make time to, for you, it's almost, it's almost making time for yourself really, isn't it? Because this is a, a six month plan. And so therefore put some time in at the beginning and you'll reap the benefits at the end. What are your top tips for that? I think 
I'm going to give the advice that most people would give. It's all about habits. If you can build habits into your day, and especially if you can stack habits up against each other. So you take half an hour to 45 minutes every morning and you do all of the things that you know that you need to do in a day to progress with your goals. And I know that everyone's very, very busy, but I think that for most of us, if we were very, very honest and very critical with the way that we spend our time, we would acknowledge that we do have that time to spare. I know that I cannot possibly be alone in the number of hours each week I spend watching Netflix. And I refuse to believe that other people are not doing the same. So, um, you know, bar a few exceptions, I think Mm. that we all have that little bit of time to give. And it's all about, like you said, it's about investing in our future selves. So we spend that time now to save ourselves time in the long run so that Mm. we're not actually aimlessly running around trying to reach goals, but not getting there. Mm. It's about planning and that paying off in the long run. So for me, I have a morning routine which consists of writing in my planner. It Mm. consists of reading for about 15-20 minutes every day, some kind of educational book, um, saying affirmations to myself. And I think that that's just so important to build that habit. And then it becomes easy after a while. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the thing is, if you really want this to work, you'll find that extra half an hour. And even if it means getting up half an hour earlier. Exactly, exactly. We're all very, very good at making excuses for ourselves, me included. Um, me too. We all, have, <laughs> we, we all have our off days and our off weeks and our off months. But when things become important enough and your goals feel so critical that you know that you have to reach them, yeah. then we will all make the time. I firmly believe that everybody has that time if they really want to make it. Oh, no, 100%. And I think also when you're tying it in with, if you've, if you've spent a bit of time really, really, really drilling down, getting out really deep into what the goals are that you're looking to achieve, the investment of that time is, is nothing really, is it? Because you know that it's, the, it's a step or a building block into the achievement of that goal. It, I mean, it doesn't really matter what the goal is. I mean, it could be, you know, a better relationship with, you know, your uh, better half, or it could be, you know, a new car or a, a, a holiday or, you know, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would, I would say to anyone who's worried about the time, if you really sit down and you focus and you think about your life over the next five years, what you want to do, what you want to achieve, and you have concrete goals in place, if you are not working towards those goals, then what are you spending your time Mm. doing? And that's maybe simplistic for some people that have, you know, really uh, a lot of external factors going on. But for the majority of people, those goals should be the thing that fuels you and motivates you on a day-to-day basis and they Mm. should become central to your life. You know, I do feel I have some authority to talk about this as someone who has had a goal for years and years and years to become an entrepreneur and has procrastinated on that goal for years and years and years and made excuses as to why I couldn't do it, as to why the timing wasn't right. And it was only in the midst of a pandemic when arguably the timing couldn't have been worse that I actually did do it. And so I think it comes down to a matter of urgency and how you actually prioritize things in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Chapeau to you. I'm a bit of a cyclist, so I'd chapeau to you for <laughs> taking uh, taking action on your on your goal. And um, the other item or element of your your plan that I really well is is important to me is the gratitude bit. I'm a I'm a big believer in gratitude, and um, 
I was speaking to uh, a chap called Simon Jordan, who is a life coach, but he he's he talks about gratitude in in a, in a big way, and um, it's a bit of an unlock really for people in terms of their in in terms of their life, and and I wondered where you got that gratitude element from. Is that something that you've always done, or is it something that you 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 recognised in other people and and you know success leaves clues, doesn't it? So I wondered whether it was part of that. Absolutely. So it's a really, really interesting story for me in terms of gratitude, because working at Strategic Coach, it was really drilled into us the importance of celebrating our wins, celebrating the wins of others, writing down our gratitude. And so for a period of time, it was something that I was quite in the habit of doing and quite aware of. And um Unfortunately, as these things are, things are not perfect. And I, I, I lost that habit as the years went on. And I moved to Germany and, um, you know, worked in various different roles and just completely lost that as a habit. And it was just when the pandemic started, um, and we've not really touched on this yet, but for, for your listeners who are maybe not so aware of my story, I, um, I got made redundant in the first week or two of the pandemic in, in Germany. I had my wedding cancelled which was scheduled for Tuscany a few months back and my partner got put onto sort of the German equivalent of furlough this all happened within the space of a week so you can probably imagine it was a a fairly stressful week Mm. and um I always remember turning to my partner and saying okay we're I'm not going to let this you know really put me down we're going to take some positive uh, from this there has to be there has to be a reason why all of this has happened and um circling around the answer to your question we we started from i think the day after my redundancy a this morning routine which i which i talk about which is inspired by the book the miracle morning would very much recommend it to any of your listeners who haven't read it um and we just implemented that and as part of that i wrote down three things every morning that i'm grateful for really 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 simple um And along with some other practices as part of this um, morning routine, I really, really felt like I transformed my mindset. And that might sound like it was a very easy thing to say, but this was probably where it had the potential to be one of the worst times of my life. Mm. And, And it wasn't. And I attribute all of that to the mindset that I adopted at the beginning of it and then the morning routine that we had and the gratitude that you know went alongside that as as really a major way that I kept optimism you know that's what we're talking about in this podcast so that's how I kept that optimism and that drive to keep going to actually um, launch my business so I, I think it's probably one of the best things that people can do for themselves. Just take two or three minutes a day and just look for the good. It can be a roof over your head. It can be a delicious meal. It can be a hug from your partner or a picture from your child, whatever it is. There are so many things that if they got taken away from us, we would be yeah. very quick to notice that. But we don't notice it when it's there every day. And that's the, the mindset shift that I think a lot of people can benefit from adopting. Yeah, no, I- Brilliant. I, I, I couldn't have summarised it better, actually. Um, with the with the planner, you, you raised funds using Kickstarter. Now, that was something that was new to me. And I wondered if you could explain what, what Kickstarter is. 
Absolutely. So I think Kickstarter is one of the best platforms for new entrepreneurs. So there are quite a few of these kinds of crowdfunding websites, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and some other smaller ones, which allow entrepreneurs to put a product online and offer it for pre-sale, offer it to the public to give support to help to bring that project to life. So in my case, um, I'm happy to speak very, very openly about the numbers and everything behind it. So <clears throat> we wanted to um, we wanted to print our first print run of 750 copies of the Ultimate U Planner. Now, in order to do that, we needed about 5,000 euros. And um, instead of spending that money ourselves, um, we decided that we would put the product online and people could offer their support and back the campaign. Some people, um, very kind souls, back the product um, and ask for nothing in return. So we had, I think, maybe 20 or 30 people who will just give money to support the product but the vast majority of people use it as a pre-order system mm. and so um kickstarter operates on an all-or-nothing system we set our target at five thousand euros if you fall short of that target you don't receive your funds and everybody is refunded so nobody loses out on anything if you receive the money and you say this is enough money for me to bring this project to life then off you go you get your money and everybody gets their product and it's just a really, really wonderful system. Um, and it's actually been the launch of, of some really, really huge um, brand names. People go on there and they raise five, 10 million uh, pounds through the platform. So it's yeah. incredibly, incredibly powerful. Wow, that is amazing. So when are you, when are you launching the Ultimate You Planner? So the Ultimate You Planner is now available on Indiegogo In Demand. And that's just another uh, company, which I'll give a little shout out to as well. Um, so Indiegogo is Kickstarter's main competitor, but they have another great platform, which basically bridges the gap between this kind of crowdfunding platform and a full e-commerce store. So okay. I'm in the process right now of setting up my e-commerce store. So right now the planet is available to purchase and we anticipate that the delivery will happen of the planners in December of this year that's when we think everything will be ready and then we'll be able to operate like a normal in inverted commas <laughs> business which has a yeah. actual stock supply <laughs> yeah I know absolutely so okay what's the what's the ultimate goal for you with the with the ultimate you plan um, so the Ultimate You Planner is really just step one of Ultimate You as a business. So my business name is Ultimate You. And our real core value, the, the main thing that we want to do is empower people to reach their goals. So phase one for us was creating this planner. And the new phase that we're entering into is events. So my big goal and project that I'm working on right now is creating a retreat it's actually very exciting Steve because I haven't spoken about this with many people yet or, <laughs> oh, so, or publicly a, in fact it's a world exclusive so, uh, <laughs> it's a world exclusive yes um, so we are looking at and I say we a lot because my my fiance Philip is very heavily involved in the business as well mm. So we are looking at creating retreats, um, possibly in Portugal or in Italy. And the concept is basically about 15 to 20 entrepreneurs um, who will come together for a week of a really in-depth 
business overhaul, coming in with different experts from different industries, having mindset coaches and also technical experts in in lots of different areas and bringing them together and giving them this really amazing immersive experience. So this is really my my love. I love being at events. Um, I love seeing that transformation that can happen with people. Mm. And so we want to build on that so that we're actually doing more things in person with people and having that face-to-face interaction. And of course, all of that is dependent on um, the current climate and when. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed um, the pandemic yeah, com- comes to an end if we yeah. can talk about that. Oh, well, hopefully. I mean, I, I started the podcast in March and I was saying I was saying on those first few episodes, oh, how, how is everyone going? And I keep I keep saying that every every intro. I think I must be getting a bit boring. But um, at that time, I thought, oh, it's probably be about June or July. I'd be fine. And then we'll get back to, uh, to some sort of normality. And, and here we are. It's probably not going to be till next year. I think when you're looking at those events, OK, where do you want to where do you want to hold those events? Are you thinking Bali or are you thinking um, Portugal? I'm thinking initially Portugal, although um, now that you've suggested Bali, I feel like the <laughs> Portugal retreat fails <laughs> in comparison. I think so we need to expand that goal. More... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll upgrade that goal then to worldwide retreats. Um, you know, it's really in the early stages right now. Obviously, the biggest thing that I'm focused on is finding the right coaches, the right trainers who want to be a part of this. And probably we'll actually start with some online events to test the water, to build a bit of momentum around it. And obviously, because as you said, we just don't know. We don't know when the, the end is for all of this, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so... I, very lazily, I had actually imagined um, doing the early retreats in a villa in Italy, which I'm using for my wedding. And the reason for that is simply because I have a great relationship with the owner. That I know that the cook there is wonderful. Um, yeah. It's like 10, 15 minutes from Pisa Airport. So I had imagined basically replicating my wedding into a, a business event and then yeah. just repeating that every every few months. But who knows? If you're in for Bali, I'll make it in Bali for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, um, so we go to Bali, we do Mauritius, um, you know, uh, Fiji, you know, Australia, New Zealand, and everywhere that I, you know, I, I mean, I've been lucky enough to travel to a few places, but um, yeah, Africa. Oh yeah, there's the, there's some great places I could recommend. On that note then, Steve, tell me um, to just take a detour on this. What's, the fa- what's your favourite place that you visited? Because oh, um, I guess that traveling is a very big theme for you, judging from the title of this podcast. Tra- traveling is, um, yes. Yes, it started <laughs> off as a podcast that I would, um, because I, I've been in the travel industry for all of my career. But, um, and so started the, the Traveling Optimist podcast just to sort of to interview people that I know in the industry. But actually it sort of expanded because optimism is the key thing, not the traveling really for me, mm-hmm. and um, which is something that I realized over the last few months really in terms of who I am as a person really so um it's been a bit of a journey um but in answer to your question Africa without a question without a shadow of doubt is is my favorite destination and 
predominantly East Africa. So okay. places like Kenya and Tanzania and Uganda and Rwanda and, you know, Malawi and so that's Southern Africa really. But um, yeah, Botswana and Zimbabwe, wow. that's Southern Africa too. So all of those sort of African nations, really fantastic. So that's where I would go. Very, very interesting. Okay, well, I will try to make that happen for you. I have to say <laughs> Nam- Namibia is uh, top of my uh, bucket travel list oh, at the moment. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, should uh, yeah put that, on the, put that on the goals list. Absolutely. Um, with so, what would be your sort of key takeaways, really, from the last few months in terms of working for yourself, and and what would you say to somebody like I don't know my twenty year old daughter right now, saying about starting up working for yourself and and doing something business wise for yourself? Firstly, I think it's absolutely critical to really understand more about who you are, what excites you, where your passion lies, so that you're really making a fully informed decision about what you want to do. Um, But having said that, I also think that entrepreneurship is a continually evolving journey. I think that so many people, myself included, I was definitely guilty of overthinking, overanalyzing and stressing about names and and branding and and themes in the business and not just jumping in and embracing it. And I, I just think that whether your business is in your mind a success or a failure, and I'm, I'm using sort of air quotes here because there is no such thing in entrepreneurship as as failing. And I think that's what holds so many people back from taking the jump and just trying it. And actually, you can only learn from it. You can only grow from it. And actually just accepting that there are going to be wonderful, wonderful highs from it and really, really horrible lows. Mm. And sometimes they all happen on the same day. Sometimes they all happen in the same hour. But it's really just a journey. And you can't you can't go wrong with that. So whether you want to be an entrepreneur for a few years, whether it's something you do on the side at university, whether it's going to be your lifelong passion, I say just try it because that is the beauty of entrepreneurship versus being in a corporate environment. You just fail and learn and retweak and then you try again. And that's yeah. just a wonderful experience. I think most people would do something for themselves if they knew if they if they knew they couldn't fail suddenly you know that that pressure and and um stress of oh well how am i going to put food on the table kind of thing um is a real constraint for a lot of people isn't it uh, but i i think if you sort of release those those shackles it makes it easier of course of course and it everyone's in a different situation so if i was talking directly to your daughter who's 20 years old at university presumably doesn't have too many financial concerns right now i would say to your daughter please go and instead of doing what i did at university and sitting around drinking for three years just go and try a business fail learn do something now because it, it almost doesn't matter. It's impossible to lose. And of course, it's different when you're talking about someone who has three children to support and things are not always that simple. But that's, again, going back to this whole idea of putting the plans in place, just slowly, slowly getting everything ready so that you actually know where you want to be and then just work towards it every day. Absolutely. No, great. That's great advice, actually. Do you think then that really... I mean, this pandemic is awful, you know, and it's awful for a lot of people, but actually it has 
it has brought a, a lot of opportunity as well for people. And you're a prime example of that, because if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, you'd still be in Germany now, wouldn't you, working with that tech startup? Yes, I would. And I say this so often to people, the pandemic for me meant losing my job, my partner being on reduced pay and cancelling our wedding. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. And I, 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 of course, have issues saying that because it's an awful thing that's happening and it's having a horrible, horrible impact on so many people. So I never like to be dismissive of that fact. But I can only talk on a personal level that I have managed to find a lot of opportunities in it. And I know a lot of other people who have also found those opportunities. So there are those little bits of government support, which have definitely come out of the pandemic, which is, you know, there to aid people to start their own, their own businesses. Um, but aside from that, you know, one thing which I heard someone say the other day, which is very true, is that for a lot of businesses right now, you almost have a captive audience. Everyone's at home. Everybody's on Zoom. I personally have networked with people all across the world over the last few months, which wouldn't happen under normal circumstances. Everyone would be networking in their local areas. And instead, we're all at home. So it's been really, really easy to connect with people in the US, in Asia. It's been it's been really, really connected and there's been so much support. And I really, really feel that. I don't know if you feel that as well, Steve, mm. but it just feels like people want to support each other and lift each other up at this time. Yeah, there's been, a, there's been an absolute upsurge in, in support and connectivity. I can speak, you know, purely from the, uh, the travel industry side of things, um, although I've kind of pivoted into the finance, financial industry over the last few months through necessity, really. Um, but yeah, no, there has been an outpouring of support. And, and actually, I'm really gutted that, you know, I, a lot of a lot of friends and colleagues have, have really suffered because of it. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd, my heart goes out to them. But yeah, you know, the, there is opportunity, you know, within the pandemic. If um, And I think if you're looking for it, it will appear. Do you think then that really what you've what you've come across through the pandemic is almost like it's almost like your purpose in life now to because I can see this planner helping hundreds of thousands of people achieve things that they probably they potentially might not have thought they could have been able to achieve. And I think that that's a, a very it's a very noble thing to do. And I just wondered if you'd ever thought about your purpose in life and, you know, why you were. I mean, I know you're only very young, but why you were put on this green and pleasant land, um, you know, is, is it something that you've really thought about or, or is it something I've, I don't know, you, I can't even put the words you, out yet. <laughs> I really, you wouldn't believe, I'm really passionate about this, but sometimes um, I can't get the words out correctly. So to anybody who's listening, I might have to edit this bit out, but um, I, I came across this question a few weeks ago and it, it really made me think about my purpose in life. And so I'm, I'm really into asking all my guests, really, you know, where, where they sit on that sort of uh, journey from whether they found their purpose, have they ever thought about it, that kind of thing. And I wondered what your take was on it. Well, you've definitely not thrown that question to me out of the blue. It's something that I think about quite a lot, actually. I think I'm a, a bit of an old soul. And so I, I often reflect on things like this. And I, and I suppose two different aspects of it. On one on one side, I, I I think about how can I how can I serve other people? What's the thing which I can offer other people, which they're really really going to derive value from? Um, so maybe in a less 
spiritual way than you're asking this question. But absolutely, I think about you know, um, how I can help people. And I, to answer your question, do believe that this gets very, very close to what I see as my purpose, which is to empower other people, to inspire other people and to give that motivation. Um, and I think that I do have some authority to talk about that with, um, not just from the coaching background that I have, but also from the the real difference that I've seen in my life of having a, a shift in mindset, you know, I was based in Germany for several years and mm. I really, really struggled there. And it was a really conscious effort that I took to switch my mindset and to really alter my life. And I want to help other people to do that as well, to be able to lay out really good goals, to actually move in the way that they, they want to you know, to progress. So I, I do think about it from that side. And then the, the other side, which I contemplate this question on, um, because there are two different parts to it. At Strategic Coach, we always talked about this concept of unique ability. So what's really the defining personality trait or skill set that you have, which you lead with, which other people will come to you to rely on you for? And I went through this process myself at Strategic Coach of understanding more about what I do really, really well and what other people can rely on me to do. And it does boil down to this for me about lifting other people up, about motivating, cheerleading everyone on and say, you know, we can do this because I do believe um, in my heart, I am an eternal optimist. Anything can happen. We can do everything. So, you know, for anyone out there who's doubting their goals, just go and do it. You can do it. Oh, no, absolutely. You can probably imagine I 100% concur with all of that. Lauren, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and thank you so much for taking time to speak with me and um, talk a little bit about what you're doing and, and um, the uh, the journey that you have been on and, and are on. It's been absolutely fascinating. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on, Steve. I feel ever so uplifted after our chat. So thank you. <laughs> oh, no, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure and really good luck with everything. I'll put a note uh, of where people can can buy the, the the planner and subscribe to it uh, on on the uh, show website um, and and I wish you every success. Take care. Thank you. Take care, Steve. My thanks to Lauren for coming on the show. If you'd like to order Lauren's incredible planner, the website's going to be in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. And thank you so much for listening. Take care, everyone. <laughs>